This podcast was created on Messy. Create your own show today at Messy.fm. Everybody, how are you guys doing tonight? This is December 20th, uh, 2019, and this is season three, episode four of my uh, Horror Movie Warriors podcast. And I just thank all, all of you guys for listening to all of my episodes. I've got to say, um, I was um, topping trending on Messy FM. Um, at number one, one for like days on end this week. And I, I just am so grateful and so thankful to you guys. Um, I do have two new guests with me tonight. Um, I have uh, Adrian Garza, who you know from various um, episodes. Adrian, what's up? And then we have a newcomer, <laughs> uh, Jason Smith. How are you doing, Jason? Thanks for having me. Oh, no problem. Thank you for coming on. Like I said, I was stopping trending um, on Messy FM for like days. I want to say like at least two or three days. And even now I'm, I'm trending at number three. So that's nothing to, you know, <laughs> that's nothing to laugh at either, but. I'm just so grateful and thankful to all of my listeners and to my guests. I I, I love my guests. Uh, All of my guests have have been just incredible to talk to. And, you know, and, you know, and I I, I just love all of you. (laughs) I love all of you guys. I can't, I can't even uh, lie. I love all of you guys. Uh, well, tonight, um, guys, we are talking about Silent Night, Deadly Night. And it's fitting because it is, what, four or five days before Christmas? Can you guys believe that? It's four or five days. Are you guys ready for Christmas? I didn't need to do so much shopping yet, so <laughs> I better get on it this weekend. <laughs> well, thank God we have finished our shopping. Thank the Lord. I mean, I was making a tradition though to watch the movie every December, so it's kind of perfect. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Some of my, some of my Christmas movies. The, this is this is considered a Christmas movie. Gremlins is considered a Christmas movie. Uh, of course, Krampus is considered a Christmas movie. Uh, what else am I missing? Oh, of course, Black Christmas. Is considered a Christmas movie. We we have a lot of scary movies that are Christmas movies. <laughs> uh, Christmas Evil. 
Oh, see, I haven't heard of that one. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah, and I heard about, um, and I'm going to watch it soon. Uh, Better Watch Out. It's on Tubi. I, I heard yeah. that is a Christmas one. Oh, uh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I ought to steer clear of that one then, huh? <laughs> I'll tell you that. It's worth it, but you'll watch it and probably say, uh, <laughs> yeah, but maybe, maybe it's not my son. <laughs> crazy kid. Oh, my gosh, Lord. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'll steer clear from that one. <laughs> well, guys, Silent Night, Deadly Night was released in 1984 and starred Robert Brian Wilson as Billy, a.k.a. the Killer Santa. And uh, he was uh, uh, he was at the Texas Frightmare Weekend this past May. Adrian, were you able to meet him? Because I didn't meet him. Yeah, I was able to meet him, and I talked with him at his table. Oh, did you? And I asked, yeah, and I asked him, because uh, I always wanted to know what it was like working with the killer at the first of the movie, the one that killed his parents. I always wanted to know what that guy was like, and surprisingly, he told me he had never met that guy before. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because apparently what had happened was that they started filming certain scenes. They had filmed them prior. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so he didn't get to meet that creepy guy. But he said the guy really gave him the creeps when he actually saw the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, he said that he could feel that guy's presence uh, all around. <laughs> yes. He was kind of glad. He was kind of glad he didn't get to sit down with him and talk. <laughs> I, I know that's right. Because <clears throat> yeah. because he really did seem like he was that crazy man. He really did. Oh yeah. But, uh, well, guys, in my research of Silent Night, Deadly Night, I found out that it was released November 9th, 1984, which was the same day as A Nightmare on Elm Street. I can't believe that. Yeah. Uh, the same day as A Nightmare on Elm Street, the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I, I, I couldn't... I, I wouldn't know which one to go see. I would have to say, I would have to say, well, well, on Friday we're going to go see see Saturday Night Deadly Night, and then on Saturday we'll be going back to the movie theater to see A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I was surprised that this movie didn't do very well at the box office when it was initially released. Well, actually, actually, I think it did, but a lot of people wanted it gone. And so they dropped it from the movie theater. Yep, a lot of controversy. 
a lot of controversy, which we will get into as as this podcast <laughs> as this podcast goes along. We're going to get into that controversy. <laughs> well, a lot of it, a lot. Well, my first question, guys, is uh, who was your favorite character? And uh, Jason, we'll start with you first. Who was your favorite character um, in Silent Night, Deadly Night, if you had one? Well, there's a lot of interesting characters in it, and I'd probably have to go with the obvious, just go with Billy, because he has such a prominent role in it. Yeah. And you see, like, you know, his transformation, you know, from a child to an adult, right. the trauma that he experienced. Right. And also, uh, found uh, Mr. Sims, Billy's boss, pretty humorous as well. He has a more shorter role in the film, but I think he's funny. He's 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 got a memorable presence in the film too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he did have a have a very memorable presence. Yeah. I I can agree with that. Uh Adrian, who is your favorite character? Um I just paid attention to Billy. Yeah. Yeah. Billy. I mean, all the other characters. I mean, they had they had their own presence, but I didn't really notice anything unique about them. I was a kid when I saw it, though, so I probably wasn't looking for all that. Oh well, yeah, of course. At that time, you know, you're you definitely yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> You're definitely not looking for that. But, uh, well, yeah, because my favorite character is Billy as well. Because, um, like, well, like you said, Jason, you know, you see his transition from a scared, scared little kid to an even more scared little kid to now he's just snapped, you know, because of everything that happened in his childhood. He just snapped. And who could blame him? I mean, really, who could blame him? I mean, no, no, we don't condone him going out murdering everybody. But but who can blame him for, I mean, the guy, the poor guy saw his parents get butchered. And then he's he's basically abused by this so-called nun. You know, so... And who could blame him, you, you know, for going off the deep end? Yeah, he never got any help. Never. Nobody would, wanted to help him. I mean, that one nun wanted to, but then she would never challenge Mother Superior. So how could she help him? She couldn't even help herself. Yeah. So, uh, Okay. Now, who is your least favorite character? And Adrian, we'll go to you on this one. Well, you know, I kind of threw it out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I thought this woman was the worst woman in the world. Oh, my gosh. She was the devil. Yeah. Yeah, and when I saw the way that she treated him, like when she tied him to the bed, I thought, you're, you're a hateful, evil man. Yes. I mean, <laughs> she was evil. 
There's no other word for her but evil. Yeah, just the evil nun who's supposed to be a holy woman. I'm like, okay, God's going to strike you down. Yes. Any moment he could have done it. Yes, she was. Well, Jason, I probably don't even have to ask you who your least favorite character was, but I'm going to anyway. Who was your yes. least favorite? <laughs> you hit the nail on the head, uh, Mother Superior. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's just so cold to Billy throughout the movie. Yes. She, just, she has no empathy. None. She just, whatsoever. She, she just has no emotion throughout the movie. Just, just Follow the rules. And Respect, I just, you know. I wanted the other nun to just, you know, challenge her just a little bit. Like, say, you, you know, like, get up in her face or something like that. That's what I wanted to happen. <laughs> and yeah, I think... She just dismissed him the whole time like he was just a bad child. Right. I mean... Uh, forget about the fact that he saw his mother get butchered or in his father. Forget about the fact that you keep abusing him. Just forget about that. My guys. And I also thought uh, his co-worker, Andy, was a real piece of work, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I thought... um, um, his co-worker, the girl that he, because um, remember, um, Andy tried to rape the girl or something like that, and then that was, that was actually when Billy snapped. That was when Billy snapped, and he kills Andy, and then she goes off on him like he's the one, like he's the one who tried to attack her. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, girl, are you kidding me? Like, why couldn't you just say thank you and keep it moving? Um, okay and the next question I have is oh uh, what was your favorite part of the movie Uh, uh, Adrian what was your favorite part of Silent Night Deadly Night my favorite part um, and if my favorite part was where they were out in the field and the parents were getting murdered. And the reason I liked it as much as I did, well, because it didn't leave you wondering. And when you saw the rest of the movie and you saw him killing these people, mm-hmm. you already knew why. And it didn't leave a lot of unanswered questions. That it seemed, it kind of explained everything right off the end. Right. And you can piece together your own sequence throughout the rest of the film. Like, you know why he's killing these people, but you're also wondering if there's something else there. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of have to draw your own conclusion. And it's just leaving you terrified throughout the whole thing. That's all you care about. All you care about is being scared, and all you care about are these murders that are taking place. You don't care why he did it. You already know why he did it. You're not wondering, you know, well, you know, 
why did he just hang this guy up by the light? You know, you already know why he did that. I mean, right. It was self-explanatory. He went nuts. And we know why he went nuts. Right. So, uh, yeah, that's why I like that scene. Because it didn't leave you wondering. It kind of explained things right up hand. And it let you just enjoy the movie without having to have all the Without having to have all those questions. Yeah. Yep. I get you. I'll have a guesswork out of it. Exactly. Exactly. Well, uh, Jason, what was your uh, favorite part of the movie? I would say, uh, um, as worked as it might sound, is when uh, Mr. Sims made Billy be Santa Claus because they needed a last-minute replacement because that was when you knew that something was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, it was going to it was going to trigger something and push him over the edge. Yep. <laughs> you just knew that was going to change the story somehow when you first watched it. That this is not going to be good. <laughs> right. This is going to be bad. Very, very bad. It's a bad idea. <laughs> well, well, my favorite part is <laughs> when young Billy punches Santa Claus in the face. When they, when Mother Superior, you know, tries to make him sit on Santa Claus's lap, and he was just was not having it. He punched Santa in the face so hard <laughs> that he fell over. <laughs> he fell over in his chair. I, I think he did break his nose. But that was that was my favorite part because I I'm like well, duh. What did you think was going to happen? I mean, what part of Santa Claus killed my parents? Don't you understand? No. I mean, yeah, I don't know if they really explained if she knew the full background of what happened with him. You know, like, they didn't explain that. that. Santa Claus or not. I think she, I mean, they knew that he had seen his parents get killed, but I don't know if they knew that it was a guy dressed as Santa. Now that I don't know. They they didn't, they never explained that in the movie. Yeah, they knew it was around Christmas time. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think they knew about the Santa Claus part. Yeah, because even the the other nun, um, she said that you know it happens every time around Christmas. He gets worse, you know. So, and uh, well, what was your least favorite part, uh, Adrian? What was your least favorite part? Least favorite part? Well, when he looked out of the bed. I just, oh yeah! Oh, that was so sad. Yeah, I felt really bad for him having to deal with that. To be mistreated, but he had already been so much. I mean, he lost his parents. His yes. What's having to be in there too? You know, at the hand of this woman, and then you're kind of left wondering what's going to happen. When the little boy grows up, you know. Right, know, Ricky. Yeah. You know, I was just, uh, and that was my least favorite thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I hate child abuse, and it just really sickens me anytime I see a movie like that. 
even if it's a horror film, it's still, well, of course, I yeah. I hate seeing kids. I hate seeing kids mistreated like that. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, Jason, what was your uh, least favorite part? Uh, one thing that stood out was that uh, you, you almost kind of understood, you know, like what uh, made Billy do some of the things he did because it almost was like the things he was witnessing in the stock room were know yeah memories memories that were coming back right so you, so you almost could understood you know what was going on in his head but i think like once he left the uh the toy store and he just started going on his his, his rampage was probably what i would say like when he like attacks the cop puts the axe into the officer's chest Oh and yeah. I feel like well now he's just uh, now he's just just like the guy that killed his parents, you know. He's right. He's not. He's not no longer having traumatic memories. Now he's just he's just gone. Yeah. He's just gone. Yeah, he was gone at that time. He's yep. no longer Billy at that point. Yeah. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. And my uh, least favorite part of the film is, um, of course, and, and you know what, Adrienne, yours was real good, you know, with him being tied to the bed. And that is a, a, a such a bad, bad, sad moment, in, in my opinion. But, however, my least favorite part is when the boy's parents are killed uh, um, in front of them. Uh, that uh, it, uh, it always hurts my heart to see that because... Because the mother is, you know, she's screaming her head off. And then he's, this this standing guy just stabs her. I mean, uh, I think he slits her throat, like, for no reason at all, you know. And uh, it, it just always hurts my heart. And and the song that's playing, like, um, in the background, uh, I forget the, uh, I forget what it's called right now, but... I didn't like that song playing in the, I, I'm like, oh my gosh, the song does not make it any better. Forever associated with that scene? Yes, forever. If I do hear it again, that's exactly what I'm going to be thinking about, that scene. So, okay, now here's a, um, a deep question. Do you think Billy would have turned out normal if more if Mother Superior wasn't around? What do you guys think? Do you, uh, Jason, we'll start with you first. Do you think that um, Billy would have ended up normal, or do you think that he would have snapped either way? I don't think he would ever be normal because you can't go through that type of trauma as a child and not have some right. mental health issues. Yeah, you're well, right about Mother that. Mother Superior certainly didn't help him, you know, because she's basically abusing him as well. Uh, yes. And he wasn't, wasn't allowing him to get any help that he needed either. So, would he may not have snapped? Very possible if he could have got, you know, some counseling and right. saw, saw the right people. That's but true. Having a total, totally normal life, I don't I don't, I don't see it. You can't. I don't think you can go through that kind of trauma. 
yeah. and not, not have something. But that environment he, he was dealing with growing up was like a recipe for disaster. Yes, most definitely. Well, uh, Adrian, what are your thoughts about that? Um, well, it's kind of hard to say because you never know what's going to happen with a child who's been through that trauma. Yeah. Their parent and so, um, if he had gotten the proper counseling, that's the proper care and love, he may have turned out okay. I don't think that he would have ever been completely normal. Yeah. I think that you have a lot of problems later in life if you go through something like that that you're going to run into. I mean, there are all kinds of things that can happen. There is schizophrenia. Oh, yeah. 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 Just a lot of things that happen when you go through trauma. And I think that it's kind of hit or miss. I mean, I don't think that anybody can really look at the situation and say, well, yeah, he would have definitely turned out normal had his parents, you know, lived or if he had gotten help after they died, you know, you never know. Right. That's true. You you do never know. And, um, you know, I just, um, I think that if Mother Superior has shown him love, like, like you just said, you know, instead of being the abusive witch that she was, that um, he could have turned out all right. You know, I think that, um, like Jason said, if you uh, and you as well, uh, Adrian, if he, he would have got some, if he would have got some type of counseling or something like that, he would have definitely, he would have definitely uh, not not been normal. But he would have had that, um, he would have had the the mindset of, you know, oh, you know, this is wrong. Murder is wrong. So I don't have to murder anybody. I don't have to. He would have had a, um, a, a different outlet. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> And uh, he was very strong, though. He was very strong, though. Did you notice that? Yeah. Uh, whenever he grew up and he was working at the department store, mm-hmm. he was very nice. He was smiling. He was happy. And it wasn't until they put the Santa Claus suit on. <clears throat> right. He noticed that. It was almost like he took it upon himself. To try to be normal, and the sister had helped him enough to where he could grow into a young man. Yeah, and try to be okay. But then, when he put the Santa Claus suit on, it brought back that memory, and he snapped. So I think that that was very dangerous for people. <laughs> For them to do that to him. You are so very right. Yeah. Uh, well, and then at first, like, if you noticed, he was kind of hesitant to put it on. He didn't want to. They just kind of forced him to do it. Yeah, you're right. 
Yeah, but when you force a child into that space, oh, they yeah. have a soft possibility of snapping. I mean, it's happened to a lot of people I know. I mean, uh, Oh, yeah, it's happened uh, to a lot of people that I know. <laughs> it happened to my nephew. I mean, he... Uh, he, he was horrified of a uh, rat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and his father, um, he took him, um, and it's been a while, so I can't remember where they went. Uh-huh. It was a petting zoo. And <laughs> they had, uh, um, it wasn't a rat, it was a gopher, or um, I forgot what it was. Just a weird looking animal with teeth. Put one that you hold. And he was trying to force him to pick it up, and my nephew was just screaming. And he was begging for me to stop him. And I told his dad, I said, are you crazy? Uh, right. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a giant rat, whatever it was. Uh-huh. It wasn't a rat. I, mean, I don't know what it was. It had a tail, and, and uh... Oh, he no. He tortured that little rat. kid. Yeah, with this animal, and I told my brother-in-law, I said, you know what? I'm going to whoop your ass. You are so wrong for this. And the kid was horrified, and now he, he's got a lot of emotional problems because of what his father did. Oh, my God. Season, I mean, he forced a lot of things on him, so, yeah, that can happen. Oh, yeah. He never talked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look at I all agree. the serial killers we have out there. Yeah, I mean, look at all the serial killers we have out there. Jeffrey Dahmer, prime example. Yeah. I mean, he didn't get the proper help with the kid, and his father knew what was going on. Other people knew what was going on. Mm-hmm. They just kind of brushed it off. Oh, well, not a big deal, not a big deal. Well, um, now it's a big deal because right. a lot of people die. Uh, you didn't get this guy help. So he grew up to be a maniac. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, it can happen to any child. You're right about that. You're right about that. Now, let's talk about this controversy that was (laughs) that was back in 1984. (laughs) I think the controversy was probably about uh, I, I don't think it had anything to do with this movie being a scary movie. I think it had a lot to do with the nun being abusive towards the little kid. And I think that probably did not sit well with a lot of Catholics. And especially the nuns. Yeah, that's a good point. I never thought about that, but that makes a lot of sense. It doesn't mm-hmm. paint them in a, a very positive light. No, it didn't right. at all. And and you know, I went to a Catholic school and uh, in fifth and sixth grade, and you know, I, I didn't see any of that going on, of course. But I can see how how it could um, discourage people from wanting to send their children to a Catholic school because if they're just going to be treated like that, 
I'm not going to send my child somewhere for them to be abused like that, you know? So, so I, I think that's probably where the controversy came from. That's my opinion, though. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was pretty young when it was released. I didn't really get to see all the controversy firsthand. I mean, I just... Oh, yeah, uh, you know, me either. I was just four years old when it was released, so... <laughs> I'd imagine the, uh, the idea of, the, like, killer Santa Claus probably didn't sit well with some parents either. So oh, I, yeah, that too. You know, it's just the idea uh, but the movie is rated R, so I felt like, you know. Yeah, you're, you're not going to let your kids go see this. I mean, yeah, like, I like you said, and the, um, the trailer alone had kills in it and stuff. So, yeah, you wouldn't go take your kids to go see this. <laughs> yeah, it probably wouldn't be a good idea. No. You know, and it's kind of like um, even with um, – the movie, uh, the 1990 version of it, uh, I, I have the DVD and I listened to, listened to the commentary that was on it. And John Ritter had said that um, some parents wanted to um, wanted to ban it from coming on the TV or something like that. And he said, you know, you could tell from the trailer that this isn't exactly Care Bears, you know. <laughs> and it's the same thing with Silent Night, Deadly Night. I mean, come on, people! You can tell by the trailer trailer that this is not Santa Claus is coming to town. You know, just the movie box. It's got uh, Santa's arm coming out of the chimney with an axe. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what about that? Don't you guys understand? <laughs> uh, well, so. That, uh, it, Adrian, were you saying that you, you saw this film when you were younger? How old were you, Adrian, when you saw Silent Night, Deadly Night? Oh, I'm sorry, I can't. We, I know that we could understand you. Oh, Adrian, you're, you're going in and out. Adrian, are you still there? Okay, I think I fixed it now. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> so it came out in '84, right? Right. Um, I was four years old. <laughs> All right, so was I. Oh my gosh, we're the same age. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, I remember that my mom and dad had seen it first. Oh. And then I wanted to watch it because I loved horror films. And then my mom said, no, absolutely not. <laughs> they still love it. 
how scary it was. And then finally, they said, well, we're going to try it out. And we're going to see what happens. And we got through the movie and my mom said, um, I think that we need to turn it off. It's getting way too bad. And I started laughing. Yeah, I don't want to turn it off. I want to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> they let me finish it. But you know what? It was probably the biggest mistake that my mom could have made. <laughs> well, why do you say that? Well, I had nightmares for, for months and months and months. And I kept on seeing <laughs> this movie in my head. I was trying to go to sleep. I was talking and turning. And I actually wet my pants a lot at night. <laughs> and I I had never done that before. And I wake up in the morning and my mom would find my pants all wet. She'd be like, "What? what is wrong with you? <laughs> I was never doing Poor Adrian. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I kept seeing things running in my head every night. I'd be lying there trying to sleep, and I'd wake up, and I'd see the department store scene. Mm-hmm. That was the one that kept playing over and over in my head. And then we lived out in the country. Oh, so, wow. That's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I would see the scene where they were on the sled, and he chopped the guy's head off. Oh, yeah. I would see that one over and over. And the moon and the sky out in the country looked just like that scene. Anytime <laughs> it snowed, it looked just like that scene. And the trees had no leaves on them. And they were bare. So they gave it that creepy look as it is. Oh, so my goodness. Yeah, so I'd go outside and I'd see that. And then my mom was so worried about me. My mom was wondering, you know, what 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 was wrong, and then they tried to ban me from horror films completely, and they finally gave up because. Oh, but that wouldn't work, work, huh? No. No, I mean, never. It never worked, and I mean, anytime that my older brother, uh, because we had one movie theater here in our hometown, and it had one screen. Uh huh. So everybody would flock there every Friday night. That was the happening hangout. Right. They showed all these horror films there. And one I remember was the final chapter. Okay. And yeah, I wasn't allowed to go to that one. My mom said, absolutely not. You cannot go. I I threw a fit. (laughs) But I mean... When this movie, when I saw it, 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 it was just, I mean, it was a lot for me. And I shared that with Robert when I talked with him. Uh-huh. And, and he looked at the guy that was with him. I don't know if it was an assistant or um, whatever, but, I mean, he looked at me and said, man, see, I told you this movie wasn't for children. And the one thing that he told me was... <laughs> is that he had never shown the movie to his own kids. And then he said, for Christmas, though, I'm going to sneak it on them this year. So I don't know if he did. I'm curious to know. Uh, if he uh, me too. <laughs> this Christmas he 
yeah. Yeah, because the kids, anytime that he'd tell them about it, they never wanted to watch it. Oh. They wouldn't look at the movie, but he told me, I might surprise them this Christmas Eve, and I might put the movie on while they're upstairs. Oh, no. I wonder how old his children are. I wonder how old they are, because if they're old enough... They should be able to watch this without being traumatized. <laughs> They're probably older, but I mean, he just kind of wanted to throw it at them. <laughs> and I thought that that was really cool, but I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know if he did, but I'm curious to know. I am curious to know if he did too. Oh my gosh. That would be so traumatic. Oh my goodness. I hope. I hope. <laughs> I hope they're like 16 or 17 years old. That way they won't be traumatized. <laughs> well, yeah, how, old, <laughs> how old were you, Adrian, when you saw it? Four. Four? I'll four. Wow. <laughs> that yeah, would have been scary. Yeah, that's why I ended up the way I did. <laughs> well, Jason, how old were you when you saw it? Oh, I was a teenager, so I'm well, fast to. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Well, well, you know, I, I think I, I was kind of like you, uh, Adrian, because I remember seeing this movie with, at my cousin's house. And they have the, um, uh, they have the VHS. Uh, the VHS tape and um, I remember being re- really young I-, I was either four or five when this came out I mean not when I oh, not when it came out when it came out I was four but when I saw it I think I was either five or six yeah I was either five or six when I saw it and I remember being terrified <laughs> But it always stuck with me. This movie has always stuck with me. But I and I never saw saw it again until I was in my teenage years, like you, Jason. I was in my teenage years when I um had seen it again. And when I saw it again, it's when I started to um really, really like it. You know, because when you're a child, you know, when you, you know, unless you're Adrian, when you're a child, you get terrified. You stay away from it. Sure. <laughs> so, um, uh, but um, when I was a teenager and saw it again, um, I, I actually bought the DVD and I, and I loved it. Matter of fact, when I had bought the DVD, I want to say um, the second one was um uh, I, I had uh, um, the second one was um, in the was on the DVD as well. So it you know um, on one side was the first one, and then on the second on the flip side was the second one. So I, I actually liked both of them. I liked part one and part two. the The rest of them is what I have a problem with. Three, four, and five is like completely. <laughs> completely dumb and yes exactly very much so I'm like oh, yeah. oh my gosh this is horrible 
horrible movies. Oh yeah, a lot of people wasn't. Wasn't. A lot of people didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, all right, guys. Well, another deep question that I have is how does Silent Night, Deadly Night parallel the Bible? And, uh, of course, you know, it, it doesn't really parallel the Bible, but we do have, you know, of course, Bible stuff in it, I guess, you know, with the nun and stuff like that. And I'll tell you one thing, though. I will, you know, I will say this, and this is just being honest. If I was Billy and I have to go through what I went through, I do not think that I would believe in God. <laughs> I just don't think I would. Because, you know, here you have this nun who is supposed to be Christ-like. You, you know what I'm saying? She's supposed to be Christ. She's supposed to, like, know Jesus Christ, you know, and be his disciple. But but this lady was pure evil. She was not a part of God at all. And for her to do all that, just it, it, it just... Yeah, I wouldn't, I, and this is, uh, you know, my opinion, you know, I just don't think that I would believe in God if I was in Billy's shoes. You know, I, I would hope that I would because, you know, I, I I know God for myself and I know God, you know, would never uh, let that happen uh, uh, because of the free will. But however... I just no. You you can't tell me that that, and I think that's that was a lot of the controversy too at that time. That you know they portrayed you know somebody who's supposed to be Christ-like as an evil minion. <laughs> so I, and I think that's probably was part of the controversy as well. Uh-huh. When you talk about God when it comes to this, maybe they confuse him with Charles Manson. <laughs> <laughs> that that might have been what they did because yeah, that woman, she was a disciple, but I can picture her worshiping Manson. Yes. <laughs> that's how you will see was and all his followers thought that he was Jesus Christ so you know maybe they had that in mind maybe maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe they had Charles Manson in their thoughts like yeah you know how can we reference one of the most evil mass murderers oh my gosh you're so right yeah, kind of. You are right. Cross wires. Yeah, cross wires here. I mean, I don't think any of them ever dress as nuns, but they dress as freaks. But oh uh, yeah, <laughs> most definitely. So. And, and another um, way I I kind of um, uh, well not parallel the Bible um, in such a way, but I do um, know. Um, uh, a scripture that is kind of taken out of context, uh, it w- which is in the book of Proverbs, is where it says, you know, uh, 
spare the rod, spoil the child. You know, a, a lot of that, um, that scripture always gets um, turned out of um, uh, context. You know, I, I think um, some people think that, yeah, if you, um, if you don't discipline your child, you're going to send them straight to hell. But, but that's not so. And, and I think that's what um, Mother Superior would always say to the other nuns. She's punishment is necessary. Really? Is punishment really necessary? Especially with this little boy here. Is it really necessary? So, yeah, that's just my take on it. <laughs> and you had a very interesting take on it, too, Adrian. That's very interesting. Charles Manson. <laughs> I would have never, would have never thought about that. Well, uh, Jason, uh, um, do you have an opinion on this one? or um, Nothing really strikes out at me uh, from a biblical perspective. Maybe just the, uh, the idea of, you know, you know, yeah, you know, right and wrong. You know. uh, most definitely, most definitely, and and it, it, I mean, right and wrong kind of got confused in Billy's mind because he had snapped. Like like we've been say, saying, you know, when he donned that Santa costume, he just completely flipped out because of what happened throughout his childhood into his adulthood. So, and it was a struggle for him anyway, you know, because remember he had that nightmare, you know, and, and he woke up saying, I want to be good. I want to be good. I don't want to be naughty. And something was crying out for help, but no one was there. Right. No one was there and nobody was, was even listening to him to begin with. So he just snapped. All right. Okay. Now, um, okay, enough of the deep stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, which kill was creative in your opinions? Uh, Adrian, which kill do you think was creative? Uh, well, the scene where he killed. Quickly. Yes, that was creative. I think that was the most creative part. Uh, the cre- most creative right. kill, I should say. That was the most creative kill. The reason I say that he didn't need a knife to kill him. He just used whatever was there on the wall. Yep, the reindeer antlers. <laughs> yeah, the reindeer antlers. I'm like, oh, wow. That had to hurt, but cool at the same time. <laughs> oh, Jason, what was your, uh, your uh, uh, favorite, uh, your cre- most creative kill? What did you think was? Oh, that one stood out for sure, where Denise gets impaled on the elkhorns. Yes. Yeah. I'm a big fan of her, too. She's the one that's in the Man uh, of the Demons movies. Yes, yep, she is in the first one. Oh, and uh, Return of the Living Dead. Yep, it's a classic. Yeah, no, uh, that one is a classic. Yes, yeah, it is. That one out to me when she gets impaled for sure, but also uh, where Andy gets hanged with the Christmas lights in the stock rooms. Oh, yeah, no, that was just plain funny to me. I started cracking yeah. up laughing. <laughs> 
show it either where uh, Mr. Sims, where, you know, they cut the camera away, but he's got the, the hammer, you know, stuck inside his head. You know, I always wondered what happened to Mr. Sims. It, it was like I blinked and I missed it. Yeah, they don't show it. They just kind of show it after well, the fact. No wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, what was the uh, what was your least what was the least creative kill in your opinion, Jason? What was the least creative kill in your opinion? Uh, I'd say when uh, Billy uh, stabs the female coworker in the stock room. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't very memorable. He just uh, it was just kind of quick. Then he, then he left the toy store. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Adrian, what was your uh, least creative kill? Um, I'm going to say the same one. Yeah. Yeah, because it happened quick and it was nothing to it. Like, you'll be at your bike. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, um, my least creative kill was actually at the end when he, when the cop when the cop gets the axe to the gut, for some reason I, that it didn't, it just didn't stick out to me as much as the other ones did. Yeah. Yeah. Like the sled one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Cause see the, uh, the sled on uh, kill that stands out because, uh, <laughs> I mean, he actually decapitated that kid. So yeah, that stands out. Now, which kill was the most disturbing to you? Uh, in, in your opinion, which kill was most disturbing? Because we had a lot of those too, right? So, uh, Adrian, what kill was most disturbing to you? Well, the scene where they killed Billy's mother. Yes. That's just very disturbing. Very. Because if you pay you can tell that he was going to rape her too. He tore open her. Oh her yeah, yeah, yes he did. And then, yeah, and then you hear the kids screaming in the background. Uh, you hear the baby screaming in the background. Yeah, the baby was screaming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and then the mother is like crying, and then he just slits her throat. I'm like, uh, yeah, and I think. What if that had been my mother, you know? And, oh, yeah, exactly. All yeah, of that goes through your mind. Day. Well, and until this very day, when I'm driving on a dark road like that, if I see somebody stranded, like, you're on your own. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It makes you think. It makes you paranoid and everything and, and over-rationalize, you know. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that going on today, you know. You don't trust anyone. Yeah. Well, uh, Jason, uh, what about you? What was your um, most disturbing kill? It was probably the same, but. Uh, it'd have to be. Uh, that, the whole scene is, is very graphic. It is very graphic. Yeah, it's just kind of like you said, too, where you hear the baby screaming in the background. It just makes it all more surreal. It, it, it feels uh, like a very uh, realistic scene. They did a good job of making uh, it. Yes, they did. We have to give it up to um, all of the actors and the actress that 
that played those parts. That even the crazy guy, he played that part so good that I mean, I mean, even even Robert didn't want to sit next to the guy. He didn't want to be next to the guy because he, he because he played crazy so well. I mean, from the time that he uh, killed the store clerk to the time that he killed them, which which is um, Ricky and Billy's parents. Uh, he he just played it so well that you actually believed him to be crazy. All right. Well, guys, I don't have any more questions, but I do have I have two fun facts. Or no, I'm sorry. I have um Yeah, yep. Yeah, I only have two fun facts. And the fun fact, if you guys have any fun facts to share, please, by all means, share them. But um, the fun facts that I have here is, um, well, if, if you go back and watch the movie, you'll notice that Paul Kamey is given a story by credit in the opening credits. <clears throat> and according to various websites on the Internet, the film was based on a novel that Paul Caney himself wrote called Sleigh Ride. The book, however, does not exist. The reason why Paul Caney is given a story credit is because the movie was loosely inspired by a script he wrote, but it's not based on a book at all. Yeah, so a lot of people thought it was based on a book, that he wrote, but is and you know it's really not based on a book at all. And then the second uh, fun fact that I have is Silent Night, Deadly Night features a few original song songs from Morgan Ames, whom I have never heard of before I started uh, writing all of this down. Uh, Morgan Ames, I have never heard of him. But um, uh, most no notably, um, the Santa's watching song that's on, you know, that's on the movie, you know, Santa's watching, Santa's creeping, something like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and uh, another side, uh, I mean, another song that was original for this film was called The Warm Side of the Door. And... Um, the musician that recorded um, those songs, he actually recorded an entire album for the film, but due to all the negative press and the fact that the movie had to be pulled from theaters, the album was canceled. But after sitting on a shelf for 30 years, Death Walt's uh, recording company dug it up and released the album, Silent Night, Deadly Night, Christmas album in 2014. I would like to hear that. I would too, actually. If I could, you know, if I could find it on YouTube, on YouTube, I will put it on the Horror Movie Warriors group page. Matter of fact, I'll do that tonight. I'll try to, I'll try to see if I can um, uh, look it up on YouTube, and then I'll put it on the um, Horror Movie. Warriors group page. Uh, well, well, guys, I don't have any more questions or any more fun facts, 
But I do have a birthday shout out to give tonight. Uh, I want to give a very happy birthday to Michael Williams, who is a part of the Horror Movie Warriors group. So happy birthdays, uh, Michael, and I hope that it was very, very good to you. I hope your birthday was very, very great. So happy birthday to you. And um, I and I do want to um, mention about my um, horror movie warriors group. It's on Facebook. I don't have a Twitter just yet, but I do plan on getting tw- Twitter soon. I do plan on um, uh, also getting Instagram, maybe you know too. But but I'm only concentrating on one at a time right now. So uh, horror, my horror movie warriors group is on Facebook, and we have a lot of fun there. Uh, wouldn't you guys agree? You guys are both a part of my horror movie warriors. Uh, what do you guys think about the group? Yeah, it's just great. There's a lot of interaction on there. Talk about all kinds of different horror movies. So that's your thing. It's it's a great place to talk and meet up and discuss horror films. Uh, yes, yes, most definitely. Most definitely. I thank you guys for being on there too. I, I really do. And Jason, I hope you I hope you had a good time on the podcast tonight. Uh, Adrian has been on numerous times, uh, so Jason, I hope you will be on sometime again in the near future. <laughs> Absolutely, I've got a few fun facts for you. I can put you. Oh down. yes, yes, please go on. There's actually uh, two different versions of the film. Uh, I've got a copy on VHS and one on DVD. Really? The VHS copy is 79 minutes, and the DVD version is the unrated cut. It's 85 minutes, and it has some uh, additional stock footage and deleted scenes. And I guess some of it was a little too graphic for the... Yeah, because you know what? The one I watched was on Blu-ray. And they have the the theatrical version and they have the unrated version. And I watched the unrated version. And yeah, yeah, they had a lot more graphic. It's a lot more graphic. Yeah, I wish they would do that with the Friday the 13th, but I guess that's <laughs> we talked about that last week. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> yeah, the MPAA, man, the movies that are out now, if they could have been out back then, back then in the 80s, woo. <laughs> no, it would have totally different. Yeah. Totally different. So, yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, um, do, uh, what's the other fun facts? Do you have any more? Uh, yeah, they actually did a loose remake of this film in uh, 2012. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. Silent Night. <clears throat> yep. It, uh, I think they maybe went to theaters for you know, a short independent run, but it was mainly straight to DVD, and it had the, uh, the guy from Clockwork Orange in it. Oh. Uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah, I do like Malcolm McDowell, but I don't know. I I, I just I didn't like him uh, in, in um, 
Uh, what's his name? Huh? He played Dr. Loomis in the new Halloweens. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's, yeah, I didn't like him in that. <laughs> I didn't like him in the new Halloweens. <laughs> it, was, it was different for sure. Very different. Very different. And also, too, I thought we mentioned that there was uh, four sequels made to Silent Night, Deadly Night. Yes. Yes, we did. There were, uh, let's see, there's part two, there's part three, four, and then part five. Part three, uh, better watch out. Part four, the initiation. Part five, the toy maker. Yes. But, but two and three kind of go along with the story a little bit, where it focuses on Billy's younger brother, Ricky. Yes, yes. Uh, and, and that's what I really liked about part two. Part two was kind of a continuation. Now, part three is actually, <laughs> you might as well just be watching part one and part two because. That's actually what they all, what they show in part three. They they just show a lot of flash, and I mean a lot of flashbacks in part three. Yes. A lot of flashbacks. You might as well just watch the first two all over again. <laughs> well, yes. Well, do you have any um, more for us, Jason? Oh, that was it. Just those three things I wanted to point out for newbies that may not be familiar. Yes. Yes. So if there's any newbies out there that, that wants to, you know, take take this movie on, there you go. go. You have all these fun facts. And, uh, uh, well, if you don't like spoilers, you you not going to like this podcast, but, but if you don't mind spoilers, by all, by all means, listen to this podcast before you watch the movie, so you won't be surprised. <laughs> oh, Adrian, is that your dog? Uh, you must have just got home. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to rub in all day. <laughs> I mean, I worked for most of it, but then I went Christmas shopping directly afterwards. So. Oh, yeah. Like, well, guys, it is five days before Christmas. I can't believe it. I hope uh, I hope my listeners are ready for Christmas. I hope they, you know, went shopping and or, or are going shopping over the weekend. Yeah, Christmas is a great time of the year, isn't it? <laughs> All this shopping going on. Well, guys, we have come to the end of my podcast. And I just thank you guys so much for joining me tonight to talk about Silent Night, Deadly Night. Uh, It has been such a pleasure, as always. And we had lots of fun tonight, too. So I just thank you. I just thank you. And, uh, And I thank you, my listeners, for making me... Number one um, on Messy FM earlier this week, and even now I'm I'm trending um, number three. So I I still thank you guys tremendously. And um, again, if you guys want to join Horror Movie Warriors, please look uh, look us up on Facebook 
and we will I will accept your request to join. I have two other administrators um, as well that will um, <clears throat> that is more than happy uh, to accept you. Um, to, so come on, join us at um, Horror Movie Warriors. Well, guys, this has been so much fun, and we are about to be out. So until next time, Merry Christmas, because um, Christmas is in five days. And uh, next week, Friday, I will be talking about Black Christmas with Matt Latz, uh, Ingrid Hubert, and uh, Nathan Della, a.k.a. Horror Freak. So, so um, we will see you guys later. Bye, guys.